0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: This episode is brought to you in part by June's Journey. Picture
2: it. The glamour of the roaring 20s wrapped in a mystery that only you
1: can solve. Dive into June Parker's captivating quest to uncover scandalous family secrets. With your keen eye for detail, find hidden clues and solve mind-boggling puzzles It's all about observation, intrigue, and drama. But beware. Each clue leads deeper into a thrilling storyline filled with danger and romance. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Your adventure awaits. He was a
3: beautiful man. He was really everything that I always dreaming the men.
4: When I saw Arturo, I, I would get the chills. I, I've never seen anything like it. The courage, the
2: heart, the character.
4: Arturo Gatti refusing to go down.
2: He must have been the most exciting fighter that ever lived.
1: Fighter Arturo Gatti, the champion welterweight who packed a powerful punch, died in July 2009 he was just 37 years old. Arturo Thundergatti was found dead today in an apartment in Brazil.
3: I woke up and I found my husband's dead. He was the man of my life. He was really my soulmate. Our relationship was very intense. You know, even the fights.
0: He was discovered with blood stains on the back of his head.
3: And I remember shaking him and I was calling his name. I say Arturo, please wake up. And I started screaming. I said, my husband is dead. My husband is dead. Please. Someone help me.
1: Gotti's death, apparently by suicide, shook the boxing world. To this day, he's remembered for not just how he lived his life, but for the mystery that surrounds his death.
4: I heard that Amanda Gotti was arrested for my friend Arturo Gotti's murder. And then I heard she was released and let go because they ruled it a suicide.
3: I was thinking I was dreaming. I really believed that I was dreaming.
1: I'm Erin Moriarty, 48 hours, and this is my life of crime. In 2011, my colleagues and I flew to Brazil to try to resolve a question that has divided the boxing world. Exactly how did the boxer Arturo Gotti die? Did he kill himself after a night of drinking? Or was he murdered? If you follow boxing at all, I know you remember Gotti, the New Jersey boxer who seemed invincible in the ring. But even if you never saw him fight, The circumstances surrounding his death will make you wonder. I knew if he continued drinking, something bad was going to happen. He
4: could not go any longer. He lost the fight with himself.
1: Did he take his own life
5: or did someone else? My gut says I don't think he would take his life. Arturo didn't hang him. He didn't kill himself. I think she knows what happened.
3: I have nothing to do with my husband's dad.
1: Amanda Rodriguez was Arturo Gotti's wife, they have one son, Arturo, Jr.
3: He's everything I ask God for. Jr. makes me complete.
1: It doesn't hurt that Arturo, Jr. has an uncanny resemblance to his famous father.
3: The smile is the same. It's like, just like his daddy.
1: I first met Amanda Rodriguez in 2011 in Brazil, where she and her then three-year-old son were living after her husband died. I miss my husband very much. I miss him when I go to
3: sleep, I miss him when I wake up.
1: But her husband's death was particularly difficult to deal with, since initially, Amanda was blamed for it.
3: Questions continue
4: to mount in the death of former boxing champ Arturo Gatti.
1: Days after her husband died in July 2009, Amanda was arrested for murder and held in jail, until investigators announced that Arturo Gatti had committed suicide.
3: I know, my husband killed himself. Oh my God, my husband killed himself.
1: But a man is released from jail didn't free her from suspicion. Friends, family, and fans couldn't believe that the fighter who never gave up in the ring would take his life.
0: And here comes Arturo Gatti. Almost a living legend.
1: Arturo was special.
4: There was nobody like him.
1: That's boxing photographer Tom Casino. He had known Arturo for years, ever since the fighter moved to the U.S. from Montreal.
4: He looked like this little peanut.
1: But he says that Arturo, then just 19, already had his eye on the prize. Did you have any idea the kind of fighter he'd become? No,
4: no, not a clue. Not until I saw him fight.
1: That happened a few months later in an amateur fight. And the guy couldn't hit him, and he's hot-shotting a guy and then hitting him with right, bang! And he won, and I was like, wow. I,
4: I've never seen anything like it. And I knew this guy was gonna be champ.
1: And Arturo Gotti became just that, bobbing and weaving and punching his way to three world titles. He won 40 fights, 31 by knockout, and became a crowd favorite. He never did anything halfway. In or outside the ring. Unique career of Arturo Gatti. But it was his rivalry with one fighter that really made Gatti a legend. Irish Mickey Ward. Irish Mickey Ward. Ward became a household name when actor Mark Wahlberg made a movie, The Fighter, about Ward's
5: life. Now both these touch gloves. I had three amazing fights with Arturo Gatti and, um, and doing that became a very good friend.
1: That's the real Mickey Ward. He says that the rivalry between him and Arturo became the stuff of boxing lore. They were both fighters who refused to quit.
0: Arturo Gatti refusing to go down as Mickey Ward pounds
1: away. Ward won the first fight. Gotti took the second.
4: Ward goes down. You
5: don't see that very often. And Caught me in the ear. Going. And I stumbled into the corner like this, and I went, boom. Their
1: final bout was the toughest. Gotti stunned the crowd by winning, but with a broken hand. I'd be a candidate for fight of the century. After losing that third fight, Ward says he was being examined by an emergency room doctor
5: when the doctor suddenly paused. And he opens up the curtain and says, we got someone here that wants to say hi to you. The next bet over is a Toro. He's laying there. He was getting stitched also, I believe. Well, you put him there. Right, and he put me there. First thing I was mouth he says, Mickey, you okay? And that showed me, what a kid, what a guy.
1: It was the start of an extraordinary friendship, which is why Mickey Ward years later couldn't accept that Arturo killed himself. I just can't see him taking his own life. Why
5: not? That's just not him. Everything in life was going good for him.
1: Few of Arturo's friends knew his wife, Amanda, very well. She was more than a decade younger than the fighter and met him when he was already famous.
3: He was a beautiful man. I remember when I find out he was a fighter.
1: I told him, oh, I thought you was even a movie star, but not a
3: fighter because he was so
1: cute, you know? There's some dispute how they met. Amanda says they ran into each other walking their dogs. Some of his friends hint that it may have been a strip club. Amanda denies that. Did you ever see him fight?
3: I only saw his last fight. Arturo Gatti!
1: In July 2007, Arturo Gatti, at that point 35 years old and plagued by injuries, faced a much younger Alfonso Gomez.
3: Double right hand from Alfonso Gomez.
1: It was his last professional fight.
3: And I remember that he was so sad. And he said, Baby, I wanted you to be the champion's wi- wife. And I said, Baby, you're always going to be my champion.
1: One month later, Arturo married Amanda Rodriguez at the Grand Canyon. He was 35, she was 21.
3: He was very romantic. You know, the love he had for me was like a crazy love, you know.
4: Mr. and Mrs.
2: Gatti.
3: When he retired, we both were very happy, you know. The day we married, He already
1: want to have kids. Arturo already had a daughter from a previous relationship. About a year after his wedding to Amanda, she gave him the baby boy he had always wanted.
4: His son meant the world to him. If you didn't know that Arturo Gotti's son meant the world to him, you didn't know Arturo Gotti.
5: He had uh, Amanda and he had little Arturo Junior. Life was going good for him.
1: But Arturo Gotti, who went into real estate in Montreal, had trouble adjusting to life outside of the ring and away from the limelight. He was struggling with ongoing alcohol and drug abuse and domestic violence. Did he take retiring hard? Very.
3: In what way? Well, he got depressed. He didn't know what to do. He started drinking a lot.
2: He used to part like everybody else. He used to have a few drinks.
1: That's Tony Rizzo, a longtime pal of Arturo. But public records seem to tell a different story. A decade before Arturo met Amanda, he had already been convicted on drunk driving charges in three different states, and eventually lost his license.
4: He couldn't drive for 10 years. And Amanda was living with him, so she got the brunt of it.
3: There was the man I fell in love, the funny, the romantic the lovely husband and father, and then was this person that would change when he was drunk. In what way? He would become aggressive, nasty. He was a completely different man when he was drinking.
1: In early 2008, just six months into his marriage, and while the couple was on vacation in Maui, Arturo was cited for domestic violence. You found that you were pregnant in Hawaii, You have one of your awful fights with Arturo in Hawaii. Yeah. Did he hit you when
3: you were pregnant? No, but I I don't like to talk about that.
0: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Just visit audible.com slash Wondery Pod 500 500. or text wonderypod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash Wondery Pod or text wonderypod to
2: 500-500. It was like a roller coaster. There was no relationship. It was constant fighting.
1: Tony Rizzo, that longtime friend of Arturo, like others, blamed Amanda for the drama. He claims she gave as good as she got.
2: She took a broom and hit him right over the head. I've seen him numerous occasions, he had black eyes.
1: And Rizzo claimed that Amanda could hurt Arturo in ways no boxer could.
2: She would tell me, good for nothing, you're a bad fighter, you embarrass me, you're a druggie, you're an alcoholic. She only used to look at his bad things.
3: The only reason we used to fight was a drink.
1: Would you hit him?
3: No, but I used to throw things on him when I was mad it happened. I'm not gonna lie, you know? But I never touched my husbands. She
4: tried to help him. I was there when she tried to help him.
1: By the spring of 2009, Arturo was living apart from Amanda and the baby, and even talking divorce.
3: I would just say, oh, it's over, oh, I'm leaving. You know, I cannot take this anymore.
1: But it seems that separation, and even a court order demanding Arturo stay away from his wife, couldn't stop the bickering. Amanda and Arturo continued to furiously text each other. For me, you are an embarrassment inside and out of the ring, wrote Amanda at one point. Wake up, loser. No one is jealous of your effed up life. And then days later, they would be back together as they were in late May of 2009. Whose idea was this trip?
3: Uh, was a, to be honest, it was a surprise.
1: For whom?
3: Uh, He surprised me.
1: Amanda says it was a second honeymoon, but Arturo's friends wondered if he had other reasons for patching things up. His son, he was scared to lose his son. I spoke to him about it a few times. He said, Tony, I have
2: to see my son. I got to stick through this no matter what.
1: And Arturo's friends grew even more suspicious when they heard that just before the couple left on their trip, Arturo drew up a new will, leaving nearly everything he had—an estate worth millions—to his wife and son.
3: That was signed like few, few days
1: before we went to Europe, and just—I mean, less than a month before he died. Yes. Had you pushed him to do? It? No, no, at all. He signs a new will, and
2: three weeks later, he's dead. Come
1: on. How well the trip went depends on whom you ask. According to Amanda, how would you describe your relationship in late June of 2009? How would you have described Beautiful. it at that point? Perfect. But here's how Arturo himself described it, says Tony Rizzo, in this phone message he left. A nightmare that would soon come to an end. He was just fed up.
2: He knew it had to come to an end.
1: On July 10th, 2009, the Gaudis arrived at a Brazilian beach resort. Amanda Gotti talked to me about the night that so dramatically changed her life.
3: We decided to go this, to this uh, pizzeria.
1: But the night, says Amanda, that started out as a family dinner out, ended with Arturo drunk and mean.
3: I told him, OK, you're going to stay, and but I'm going to go, because I couldn't stay more. And that's when the fight started.
1: And when you say fight, how serious was this fight?
3: It was an ugly fight.
1: Ugly enough that a crowd gathered. According to police reports, Arturo threw his wife to the ground. A police video recorded injuries to her arm and chin. Did he hit you?
3: He didn't hit me, but he threw me on the floor, and I hurt my arms.
1: How did he throw you?
3: I don't want to talk about that.
1: Arturo grabbed their then 10-month-old baby and took off.
3: He took the stroller and he went to another direction.
1: So they just left you? They just left me. When he returned minutes later to look for his wife, the angry crowd turned against him, throwing things at Arturo. Witnesses say he got hit in the head with a rock and even a bicycle, and that he was bleeding from his head and shoulder. And furious, Arturo fought back. People there that night described him as the incredible Hulk.
3: I believe it was around two, two in the morning.
1: Amanda had gone back to the condo where the family was staying. When Arturo and the baby got there shortly afterwards, Amanda says she noticed the cut on the back of her husband's head.
3: And he was like, look what happened to me. I got in a fight with uh, four people in the street, four guys.
1: And according to Amanda, the storm had passed. Arturo seemed surprised to see her injuries.
3: And he was not angry. It seems like the other Arturo, my husband, was there. And he was like, who did that to you? And I was like, you did that to me, Arturo.
1: Amanda, tired of all the drama, she says, left her husband downstairs and took their son with her to bed.
3: And before I got in the stairs, he looked at me. He was sad. He just say, so I guess it's over, huh? And I look at him, and I say, it's over. I couldn't take that anymore.
1: So what's the next thing you remember?
3: All right, so I wake up, because uh, Junior already woke up. It was time for him to have his bottle. And I went downstairs, and I thought he was on the floor.
1: Amanda says at first she was not alarmed. He had passed out on the floor in the past.
3: So I look at him. He looks like he was sleeping.
1: You never said anything to-
3: I never said anything.
1: She went back upstairs, and two hours later, came back down, determined, she says, to end the relationship for good.
3: When I touch him, he was cold. At that time, I knew it was something wrong. I wanted to believe that he, he was just passed out. So I started shaking him, and I was calling his name. I say, Arturo, I am forgive you. Like, please wake up. So I opened the door and I started screaming. I said, My husband's dead, my husband's dead. Please, someone help me. I was going crazy.
1: On the floor nearby was a broken strap from Amanda's own purse. Did you know what had happened to him at that point?
3: Yes, I know. I know. My husband killed himself. Oh my god, my husband killed himself.
1: But to the Brazilian police, things just didn't look or sound quite right. Arturo's body was on the floor face down in a pool of blood. They wondered how he got a deep gash on the back of his head. More important, why didn't Amanda call police the first time she saw Arturo on the floor? You didn't see any blood? No,
3: there was no blood there at that time.
1: Amanda was arrested and spent three weeks in jail.
3: I was going crazy.
1: And then she was suddenly free. After an autopsy, Brazilian investigators concluded Arturo Gotti did hang himself, but his friends and family back in the US and Canada refused to accept it. They saw pictures of Amanda smiling as she left jail. Coming out with these
4: big glasses with a smile from ear to ear, like she's a movie star. You're grinning like a Cheshire
1: Cat. She's been described as a black widow. Is that the way you see her? Yeah, I'd say so. In 2011, Arturo's former manager, Pat Lynch, and his brother, John, who was once Arturo's lawyer, decided to hire some forensic experts to take a new look at the boxer's death. It wasn't just the boxer's legacy that was at stake. You know,
2: I think his estate was uh, $5, 6000000 million. I don't know, he, because my brother really sweat for it. He bled for it, for that money.
1: When Arturo Gotti died of an apparent suicide in July 2009 in that Brazilian condo, he left behind a fortune in cash, investments, and real estate. All of it willed to his wife Amanda and son in that new will that was written just three weeks before he died. Arturo's fortune would have been divided between his wife and his mother under the earlier will, and now Arturo's family believe that Amanda coerced Arturo to cut them out of the estate. It looks bad.
3: Yeah, it does. But I don't have, a, a, like, an explanation for that because that's what happened, you know? I don't, I don't have an excuse for that because there's no excuse.
1: She wants to go to
2: court because she wants everything.
1: That's Fabrizio, Arturo's younger brother. Fabrizio and his family believe that Amanda coerced Arturo into changing his will shortly before his death. So in 2011, they went to probate court in Montreal. They thought a judge would throw out the new will if they could just prove that Amanda had something to do with her husband's death. And that's why they put together their own private investigation.
2: I told them from the beginning, we hired them to prove it to everybody that uh... My got merged, you know?
0: Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore need something original and affordable for mother's day etsy has it shop until may 12th for up to 30 percent off gifts for mom terms apply
1: Gotti's family and the lynch brothers insisted that the investigation had nothing to do with money they were just seeking the truth so what's the goal what, what to clear you? his name you want to make sure that amanda is proven to be involved in his this. Job. Is not oh, sh- a witch
2: hunt
4: against Amanda, okay? We have our suspicions about what happened.
1: Still, keep in mind the Brazilian authorities cleared Amanda in her husband's death, but that didn't stop Gotti's brother and mother who still believe that Arturo couldn't, wouldn't have taken his own life. Their team of experts included private detectives forensic pathologist and a crime scene analyst. And in the summer of 2011, they delivered a 317-page report. Their conclusion?
2: You simply cannot hang yourself in the way the Brazilian authorities have identified. This is a homicide.
1: The report said that the Brazilian authorities have been wrong. And they based the new report, they said, on the same evidence collected by Brazilian investigators, on crime scene photos, along with a new analysis of the actual Brazilian apartment where Gotti died.
4: The blunt force injury to the back of his head was most likely inflicted in the apartment. And why do we know
0: that? We know that because of the blood flow.
1: The press conference got a lot of attention, and so did the conclusion, pointing the finger at Arturo Gotti's beautiful widow, but let's take a closer look at their investigation. The family's report claims that Arturo Gotti was first hit over the head and then hanged by a killer. But here's what's wrong with that conclusion. There was blood on the back of Arturo's head, but no evidence that he had been hit inside the condo. Instead, there were witnesses who remember seeing Arturo bleeding earlier in the evening from that street fight before he got to the condo, including the taxi driver, who took him home.
2: Yes, I
4: I could see the back of his head was
2: bleeding.
4: So the next day I saw that the headrest in the back seat was
5: stained with blood.
1: And here's another problem with the family's report. One of the hired experts, Dr. Alfred Bowles, concludes that the position of Arturo's body rules out suicide, He pointed to police photos that show the body on the floor partially under a staircase. And according to Bowles, who conducted tests with a dummy, if the strap that was around Arturo's neck snapped and then his body fell, he would never have landed where he did. That sounds good, but here's a problem with that conclusion. Bowles' tests were based on the death scene photos, questionable photos that were taken by Brazilian authorities after evidence had been moved around including the stool that Arturo would have had to use if he took his own life. So no one can really say where the body did initially land. Was his body moved before pictures were taken? We don't know. In other words, science is only as good as the evidence it relies on. And what's more, the report doesn't answer the most important question with no evidence that anyone else entered the condo that night. How could a 100-pound woman single-handedly knock out and then strangle a 160-pound world champion boxer? Did you have anything to do with the death of your husband?
3: No. I would never
1: do anything to hurt my husband. Did you hire anyone to kill your husband? Of course not.
3: I never had any doubts that he killed himself.
1: There's no evidence of an accomplice, and what's more, even though many of Arturo's friends and family members don't want to believe it, there is considerable evidence that he did take his own life and that he had tried to do it before.
4: He wanted to check out.
1: When you say check out, do you mean He, kill he wanted to
4: kill himself, yes.
1: That's Mario Costa, a friend and mentor who had known Arturo since he was 17 years old and said the fighter was struggling with painful, debilitating injuries.
4: He got addicted to painkillers, Percocet, Vicodin, uh, uh, Oxys, Coke. He, He was just not himself. The losses were like somebody stabbing him in the back and the knife going through his heart.
1: After a particularly devastating loss in 2005, Gotti was hospitalized for an overdose.
4: I, I told him, I said, Arthur, you have to talk to a professional. You have to go to a psychiatrist. You have-
1: Costa hadn't seen Arturo for three years before his death. But he told me that he still had no question how the boxer died. Do you believe Arturo Gotti
5: committed suicide? Yes. And then...
1: There's this man. My brother
5: is me. We talk the same, we, we laugh, we joke the same.
1: Meet Joe Gotti, Arturo's big brother. He spoke with me back in 2011, taking a huge emotional risk by going against the rest of his family
5: and telling me what he believed. I just hate to say it, but it came to this, that people need to know the truth. He was on drugs, he was on painkillers, and he was an alcoholic. Do you believe your brother took his own life? I, I believe it. I believe it. And that night in Brazil, he found himself in a dark place.
1: Joe admits he also had his suspicions about Amanda at first. But after she was released from jail, she came to see him.
5: What changed my mind is when I got to my house. She showed up and I'm looking at her.
1: In the end, Joe says Amanda won his trust by showing a surprising trust in him. When she traveled to Canada in 2009, she left Arturo Jr. in his care.
5: Yeah, and he wouldn't let me go. He just hugged me, he wouldn't let me go. I just put him down, he wanted to play with me. That was something else.
1: It's not easy to believe that a fighter with so much heart would take his own life, but Arturo Gotti may no longer have been that same man. By the time he died, he was showing signs of CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, what fighters refer to as being punch drunk. The anger, the confusion, the drug use, signs of a cognitive slide. It's often seen after death in the brains of fighters, football players, and hockey players. But unfortunately, that kind of analysis wasn't done on Gotti's brain. In late 2011, Amanda went to Montreal to face off with her husband's family in court. Amanda said she was not just fighting for her husband's estate, she was fighting to clear her name.
3: I know I was not perfect wife. I know I was not perfect, but it's not fair what they do doing to me and my son. Because it's hard, you know. And people, when people look at me, sometimes they're not even looking at me. I'm always embarrassed because I don't know what they're going to think about me.
1: Quebec Superior Court Judge Claudine Roy heard testimony from Gotti's family and examined evidence collected by their team of experts. And in December 2011, Judge Roy issued her ruling. The new will was valid, she ruled. Arturo Gotti signed it voluntarily. Her decision meant that Amanda Gotti and her son, Arturo Jr., would receive her husband's estate. It had been a bruising battle, cutting Amanda off from her husband's family, maybe forever, and leaving her husband's fans to wonder, to this day, what did happen to Arturo Gotti? Amanda didn't likely kill her husband, but could she have saved him? That's a question that can never be answered. I'm Erin Moriarty, 48 Hours, and that's my life of crime. This podcast series is developed by 48 Hours in partnership with CBS News Radio. Judy Tigard is 48 Hours Executive Producer. Steve Dorsey is CBS News Radio Executive Producer. Production and editing for this season of My Life of Crime is by Alan Pang. Daniel Levy is our coordinating producer. This episode was also produced by Doug Longini and Josh Yeager of 48 Hours. Craig Swagler is vice president and general manager of CBS News Radio. And finally, a thank you to all of you, our listeners. We owe it all to you, the millions of 48 Hours fans. Now, don't forget to join me online. I'm at ef Moriarty on Twitter. And we're at 48 hours on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. See you soon.
3: Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.